You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. I'm Jessica Lindbergh, and this is your Sci-Fi 5. Five minutes of science fiction history for December 23rd. If you want a recipe for an all-time classic genre movie, listen closely and try to repeat it if you dare. Start with one of the literary greats, let's say Jules Verne, and then put rising director Richard Flesher behind the camera. Now stack the decks with top-flight talent like Kirk Douglas and Peter Lorre and James Mason. Well, maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves. Oh, and just for an added bit of suspense, let's say it's the first live-action movie produced by Walt Disney Studios who, like Flesher's famous father, was more associated with animation than big-budget spectacles with practical sets. By now, it's obvious that we're talking about 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which saw its theatrical premiere in New York City on this day in 1954. It's worth pointing out that the movie's first-of-its-kind status in the Disney pantheon almost didn't happen. Walt Disney himself had to be convinced to make 20,000 Leagues a live-action picture instead of an animated film. There is some Disney animated magic in the film, though it's there primarily to draw the eye away from visible wires and supports during model sequences involving the stylish submarine Nautilus. The Nautilus is easily the most visually iconic element of the movie, but it was the way it was shot that made its screen time so memorable. 20,000 Leagues is one of the very first motion picture films using the cinemascope lens, a fairly new innovation when filming began in early 1954. And yes, lens is singular. There was only one in the world, and Disney had to lease it from 20th Century Fox at no small expense. Walt wanted to make the most of that production expense, so you'll probably notice the movie has almost no close-up shots. Having exceeded the original budget to build the Nautilus and rent the lens, it's a classic example of trying to put every dime spent on screen for all to see. The whole endeavor was a huge risk for Disney's future as a business. With its full-size sets, intricate miniatures, and equipment rentals, leasing studio space from two other studios, namely 20th Century Fox and Universal, and building larger studio facilities on Disney's own lot, including a water tank. The budget ran to $9 million. Corrected for inflation, that would be nearly $100 million today. When the action-packed battle between the Nautilus and a giant squid was originally filmed, there was a pleasant photogenic sunset on the horizon of calm waters. This presented a problem, because the squid was a mechanical creation, and the fair weather and calm seas made it all too easy to see that. Flesher's solution? Reshoot the whole thing, at great expense, now with the illusion of choppy seas in a fierce storm. This added drama and successfully disguised the squid's shortcomings. Other revisions to the film mercifully happened at much earlier stages of the production. Kirk Douglas reportedly wanted scenes added earlier in the movie to show that he, I mean his character, was popular with the ladies and wasn't above some manly fisticuffs. 20,000 Leagues holds a special place in the Disney pantheon, and you might notice that thus far it has escaped Hollywood's propensity for recycling classic IP. There have been attempts, but if you'll pardon the pun, they've been repeatedly sunk by any number of behind-the-scenes factors. Dino De Laurentiis wanted to mount a remake in the 1980s, which never made it off the ground or into the sea. A prequel to 20,000 Leagues depicting the origin story of Captain Nemo has been in and out of development repeatedly through the 21st century so far, with names like McGee, David Fincher, and James Mangold attached as directors, but none of them ever progressed beyond pre-production. 
Most recently, the idea has resurfaced as a possible future Disney Plus series called Nautilus, with Shazad Latif, Star Trek Discovery's Ash Tyler, set to star as Captain Nemo. But perhaps this is a good place for a reminder that even Disney's 1954 film was itself a remake. But that's a whale of a tale for another time. Perhaps soon. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for December 23rd. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. Executive producer, Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.